There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah, and I am joined by Ted tonight. How are you doing this weekend? Not bad, not bad. Uh, can't complain, you know, I guess. I mean, well, I can't complain, but will that do any good? But That's a very, very good point. <laughs> I'm doing fine, though. All things considered, you know, I'm doing fine. Just Awesome. Just trying to stay sane during this crazy time we're living in right now. Yeah, that that's for sure. And also, do want to do a special shout out. Happy 40th anniversary to Friday the 13th, Woo! which uh, turned 40 on May 9th, came out on May 9th, 1980. Uh, also, we are recording this on Sunday and it is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all of you out there that are mothers. We hope that you had a wonderful day. And uh, we want to put out a good show for you tonight. Tonight we will be talking about remakes and starting a two-week series about remakes. Tonight we'll be covering the remakes that we actually like. And then next week we'll be talking about the remakes that we actually hated. So that should be a lot of fun. Well, you know, if we're true horror fans, then we have to hate every remake that comes out. You know, that's a rule, right, Isaiah? Right, that's we, what you, a lot of people think. You can't like you can't like any remakes, no matter what. How dare you? I know Uns- it's it's so bad of us. We're we're bad horror Un- fans. Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- this should be interesting. I I've talked a lot about a lot of the remakes that I like and don't like on the podcast. So I'm I'm sure a lot of my list for those of you that are longtime listeners probably won't be much of a surprise. And uh, well, I'm interested to see what Ted has for tonight, um, and I'm sure next week will be a lot of fun too, because just trashing on a bunch of movies like I like to trash on Jason Goes to Hell. It's going to be a lot of fun because I've got a lot to say about the remakes I don't like. So, <laughs> but that's for next week. But to kind of start things off, we do want to just bring forth just a little bit of news, um, just a couple pieces of news, a couple trailers that came out this last week that we want to talk about before we get into that discussion about remakes. So just to kind of kick things off, uh, something that's kind of came out of left field that's kind of interesting is coming up on November 10th of this year, we are actually getting a cookbook um, inspired by the Alien franchise. So it's kind of a plain title. It's just called Alien, the official cookbook. It's actually going to feature 50 recipes inspired by the franchise it's got a couple of them that were listed like avocado and xenomorph eggs and chicken face hugger cordon blue it's kind of a quirky little thing we've seen stuff like this before if you remember back to like the early 2000s i'm I'm sure you probably remember this ted but when wwe came out with their cookbook (laughs) and based it off of like the wrestlers and stuff like that yes i remember that (laughs) (laughs) i actually had that (laughs) some of the recipes were actually pretty good so this could be kind of interesting it could be kind of a, a quirky fun thing 
this was actually written by a writer cook who actually runs a pretty successful and massively popular uh, cooking blog called the Kitchen Overlord blog. And that's uh, kitchenoverlord.com for those of you that want to check that out. And so it, it looks fun. It's it's kind of a cheap price for the book, too, for when it comes out. It's going to be about thirty four ninety five. So it's not too overly priced uh, for the amount of like recipes that you're going to get for this. So it'll be interesting to check out. Uh, I may pick it up just because I, I like fun stuff like that. So it, it it could be kind of cool. I don't trust it. I think they're trying to... <laughs> <laughs> if they're trying to implant, and I said implant, implant xenomorphs in my chest. So you better be careful, Isaiah, <laughs> if you do get it. Gotta gotta take things with caution, <laughs> or just throw caution to the wind. Either either way, you know, just make a decision. <laughs> what about a coronavirus cookbook? Oh God, please, God no! <laughs> I've had enough of this year already, and that's the last thing I'd want to see is something stupid like that. Even if it is a joke, I oh my God, this year can just fucking end. I mean, after everything that's happened, I mean, we just lost Little Richard too, yeah, which sucks. I mean, it's just like this year is just like feels like it's never gonna end. Yeah, he just died but yesterday. That was. Yeah, that, that was just insane. I mean, I knew he was up there, but I mean, he didn't die of natural causes. I mean, he was sick. Yeah, and granted, it wasn't COVID related or anything like that. But yeah, he had bone you cancer. Know, yeah, so, so uh, it, it's just it's just like one thing after another this year. It's not even the whole COVID thing. It's just like yeah. everything just seems to be going wrong this year, and it's just like it just feels like it's never going to stop. But that's 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 a whole other story for a different day. When you feel sad, want to keep this. Just when you feel sad, just start singing Tutti Fruity. It'll make you feel better. There you go. <laughs> Tutti Fruity. Oh, or Long Tail Sally. <laughs> Long Tail Sally. I mean, that's another good one. When yeah, I anything, have... Little Richard was very upbeat, so. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah, that cookbook comes out November 10th. That's something you can kind of look forward to and possibly pre-order. And once again, check out kitchenoverlord.com. Uh, next up, CBS has officially greenlit and ordered a series order for Clarice, which is the sequel series to Silence of the Lambs. We did talk about this briefly in a previous episode. Yeah. And so this is going to be set a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs and will actually be a show that will be kind of more of a deep dive into the personal story of Clarice Starling. So. This is going to be starring Rebecca Breeds as Clarice Starling. It's also going to include Cal Penn of Harold and Kumar fame, uh, Nick Sandow from Orange <laughs> is the New Black, and Michael Cudlitz from The Walking Dead. Freaking Cal Penn. I'm already out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but also, it's uh, being produced by Alex Kurtman and Jenny Lumet. Oh, I'm so. definitely now. Alex Kurtman's a dipstick. He sucks. <laughs> Why don't you tell us how you really feel? He then? does. His writing sucks. Everything he's in charge of just sucks. His Star Trek yeah, sucks. I, Every, I mean, gosh, I can't stand him. He's, he's. I don't know why people keep entrusting him. Things he. I don't understand Hollywood. To be honest with you. I guess Hollywood just hates money at this point. <laughs> I, I will say I. I'm not that excited for this. It's. It's not really a needed series. If they would have continued the the Hannibal series that was on NBC and included the Clarice character, 
Mm-hmm. That would have been one thing, but I don't know. It's just it's just feels like too much time has passed now for it to really matter. I, I, I'm just not really interested in it. My opinion, you know? everything we needed to know for backstory, we we know from the film or the novel. We don't need a TV show, right? I'm sorry. This sounds yeah. this this sounds like a terrible idea, and I'm not interested at all. Well, I mean, honestly, we didn't really need a more of a deep dive into the characters from, you know, Red Dragon either, but we got it and that worked out pretty good. I mean, I never there watched is always the, the show, ch- so I can't <laughs> I I, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. So, with that said, I mean, there is always the chance that it could end up being a good show. It's just I just don't have high hopes for it right now, which yeah. I may be proven wrong, you know. I just I'm not counting on it. So that but that's just me. And, I really you, you know, know, I I'm not the biggest T V person, especially to Right to keep up with things, um like on a on a weekly thing or if it's on Netflix you can binge watch everything, but it's just not my favorite form of storytelling eventually. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, with 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 a name like Alex Kurtzman, I've hated what he's done to Star Trek. I I hate everything he does. Right. So I'm just not, I am not interested at all with his name being attached to it. It can, okay. It could be a turd in my toilet bowl that I'll just flush or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh. Well, at least we know what Ted thinks. <laughs> yeah. We would love to know what you guys think. <laughs> Please let us know. But anyways, so that that's coming up. There's no real release date. They they're talking the 2020 to 2021 TV season, so that could be any time, you know, during there. But also with everything going on right now, who really knows when it'll be actually produced, filmed, and then released. So and, more on that to come and, as we get more information. And to stifle the whole I'm being biased, whatever. There's TV shows that I was actually interested in, but in the end, I was just like, I just don't feel like watching a TV show. <laughs> I want to watch like yeah. seventy episodes of whatever, like like Lethal Weapon, the the series. I was actually interested with Damon Wayne's being involved, you know, and he's Murtaugh. But mm-hmm. in the end, I'm just like, I just don't feel like watching an episodic show. I can just watch the Lethal Weapon movies, <laughs> be done, and with- for more of a clue. For an even clearer picture, he still hasn't even watched Stranger Things. Yeah, I still have like... not. It's on my watch list, but I just I haven't started it yet. I just it's yeah. not a priority for me. Right? <laughs> no, TV, I understand. TV shows are not a priority. I mean, I'm like in the middle of Star Trek: The Next Generation season one. I'm rewatching the show. I should yeah. be, by all accounts, I should be like season three or four, but. I get so lazy with watching TV shows nowadays, or these days, excuse me, proper grammar. Um, right. That, you know, I'm only a little bit past halfway season one, and I'm just like, you know, I'll finish it when I finish it. I just, you know, I'm not in a yeah. rush. I just, finished nope, season, I, I just finished season three of Glow the other day because I was still two episodes short, and I finally decided during my lunch <laughs> work to watch one of the episodes and then Friday night I watched the other episode. Right. So I'm finally caught up on glow okay. and that took me forever to get through season three. Not that I hate glow. <laughs> I love glow. I think it's a great show. It's just, Oh yeah. Like I said, I'm just lazy when it comes to TV shows. It's not my favorite style of storytelling. That's just me. 
well, maybe you should stop being lazy, Ted, and get caught up. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's being more lazy. Maybe Stranger Things <laughs> should be like my summer show or something, I guess. Yes, I, I think you should, because I would rewatch it with you. <laughs> everybody, keeps, I want to rewatch it. Everybody keeps telling me, you know, it's a great show, it's a great show, and it looks great. I just said I just haven't started it yet. Right. Understandable. But anyways, we kind of got off track there, so more remains to be seen regarding this Clarice uh, show. We'll we'll give you more information as we get it. Now, kind of moving into some upcoming attractions here. Coming up, supposedly on June 5th of this year. I don't know if that's still the date for this movie, because it may have changed, obviously, with everything going on. But we are getting, supposedly getting a movie called Becky. Now, this looks absolutely fucking amazing. Yes. I mean, it's so different seeing Kevin James going from what we know him for, for all these comedy movies and King of Queens and all this other stuff to playing this bald, bearded, neo-Nazi asshole in this home invasion thriller, which looks just great. And I think he's pulling it off quite well in this. And then also on on top of that, you have Joe McHale, who usually is playing... This fucking narcissistic douchebag not playing that, which is really fucking weird. I have to say, it's it's really really weird not seeing him in that kind of a role. This movie looks amazing. As you know, you were you listening to me while I was watching the trailer, and I was like, "This looks great. I can't wait for this." <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and the, the little girl Becky yes. just looks fucking psychotic. She, she I mean, <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna be kicking some butt in this movie, man. <laughs> you thought you yeah. you thought. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone was psycho. You know what? He has nothing on Becky. <laughs> no, definitely not. I love that so line this, in the trailer. Looks- He's like, I-, I don't want to hurt you, Becky. And she's like, but I want to hurt you. And like shoots out like, I guess it's an aerosol can with flames. I was like, what the crap? I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> it looks awesome. I mean, essentially, it the, looks so good. The I mean, the essential the plot is Kevin James and some other people escape prison. They're after a key, which apparently Becky has or seen. They take, you know, they invade their home and she sets traps, running from them and stuff like that. I mean, it looks it looks great. Yeah, and like I said, this I think this I, is yeah, I can't wait. I think this is like the first serious role Kevin James has like ever played. Like he's always like comedy. Yeah, I don't think he's ever played I, a serious so. role. It's almost like Chris Rock with with Spiral, you know. You you're seeing all these people yep. getting into like doing some serious stuff, and I'm loving it. It's amazing. I love King yeah, of so I the, love Kevin James. I love King of Queens. Yeah, you know yep. that's a great show. I've heard he's kind of a dick in real life, though, <laughs> which I uh, think is it, kind of funny. It wouldn't surprise me to be, you know. But yeah, I mean this this looks absolutely amazing. It's it's one of the few movies in a, quite a while that I've actually been super excited for. That's like new, and not something from an existing franchise. So this yeah. this is this was very surprising when I when I saw this pop up and just something I, I'm new. Glad I that's checked it out. Yeah, something new. That's what I'm happy to see. You know, I have no problem having another sequel to something. I would love to have a Hatchet Five. I would yep. love, of course, we would all love another Friday the Thirteenth. You know, of course, you got Halloween Kills coming, but something new, man. That's just great. You know, just seeing something different for every once in a while, at least. Oh, I agree. Plus, hundred percent. Plus, if you ever meet Kevin James and he is a jerk, just say, "Hey, at least I didn't make Paul Blart Mall Cop." 
And just throw that in his face. <laughs> or the zookeeper. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't oh make those God. movies, Kevin James, so I'd, I'd slow your roll there, jabroni. Honestly, the first Paul Blart Mall Cop is actually kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I don't <laughs> mind that one so much. I, I, I hated the second one, but I, I, I didn't know, mind the first one. I've, I've, I have not seen them. I just know their reputation. and like I, said, I haven't seen the zookeeper either. I'm just... Yeah, I, I haven't seen the zookeeper either. Uh, that one, I just like no hard pass on that. Yeah. But yeah, Paul Blart Mall, Mall Cop, I thought I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> For yeah, but it is what it is. I know it's wasn't it's it essentially a die really hard kind of, in the mall, but it was rated PG, so it's like you know just goofy. Pretty much, like that and Observe and Report are kind of the same movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah. That's that's a whole other story. That's non-horror, so we'll kind of move on from there. But yeah, Kevin James playing a neo-Nazi evil badass dude is very, very interesting, and I think it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait for this. But also, on top of that, the second trailer that we checked out was for a new documentary that is way overdue. It looks amazing, looks powerful, it looks like it's going to be a standout documentary, and it's called Inmate One, The Rise of Danny Trejo. Yes. And this is coming out July 7th of this year on Video On Demand. So you can look for it on Vudu, Apple. I mean, ev- basically anywhere you can get and rent and buy videos, you can find this. It, it kind of chronicles his life going from somebody on hard drugs and committing crimes to Hollywood red carpets. It, the, the trailer's phenomenal. It just looks absolutely great. And, you know, he's done so much mm-hmm. in the years that he's been in, in Hollywood from working his way up and, like, mentoring and helping other people. I mean, he – this documentary is well overdue for him. I like that it's an in-depth documentary of his life because, I mean, pretty much everybody – I would assume everybody would already know the basic outline of his life for – you know, he he went to prison, got out, became a drug counselor, and then while he was um, helping uh, a recovering addict, he went to you know with them to a movie set, and they needed mm-hmm. like a a tough looking guy for like a a scene, and you know they're like, "Hey, you, Danny, you know, how about you? How about you?" But you know, it's this one's going so much in depth on everything, and I love what he said at the end of the trailer where he's like. Everything good that's happened to me has been a result of me helping somebody else. And I I can believe because, I mean, he wouldn't have been in the movies probably if he didn't go and help the, you know, the whoever he was counseling at the time at that movie set. He might never have been discovered, you know, or. Right. I mean, you never know. But I'm really looking forward to it. It looks like a really good documentary. And I like Danny Trejo because Danny Trejo is just awesome anyway. Oh, he he is. And he's one of the nicest guys you can ever meet. Too. Yeah, I've gotten the chance to meet him at a couple of conventions. And he he's really like one of the he's like up there with Sid Hag is like one of the nicest people you could ever meet and mm-hmm. kind of a really humble guy and really fucking amazing. So if you ever get the chance to meet Danny Trejo, I suggest doing it. Yeah. You know, it's it's he's he's great. He's awesome. And yeah, like I said, this documentary is way overdue. I mean, and it just looks so powerful. Looks so good. I'm I'm really excited for this. This is definitely one I'm gonna 
I'll fucking buy it on demand before I buy the DVD. <laughs> I'm, I'll end up buying or Blu-ray. I'll, I'll end up buying both because I want to see it. So reminds me of the Kane Hodder definitely. documentary. That was a great documentary too. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Helen back. Yeah, yeah he, that was great. Yeah, he freaking did go through hell. That's all I had to say. Jeez. Yeah, that's. I don't. Sure. You know, I'm not like a super emotional guy. But darn, man, that hit me hard watching that and the, just everything he went through after that accident. And I'm just like, oh, geez, that pain. That's just, whew, man. I, I just, <laughs> man, it hit me. <laughs> jeez. Yeah. I just thought about it and I'm just like, man, he went through everything through his recovery. And he was in a crappy hospital too. Jeez, I couldn't believe that. Just watching, you know. Yeah, they mismanaged stuff so badly there. Yeah, it was so horrible. Ugh. And just to hear him talk about it, I mean, I'm like, I like, I don't know what I, I would have done. I would have given up long before he did. Oh, jeez. You know, if if, if if you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, actually, you can check it out on Shutter, I think, right now because it's on there for sure. Um, it was yeah, on the, Amazon. The, the Prime. Kane Hodder documentary. It was on Prime. Yep, it, that's it was. Yeah, that's where I watched it last year. I don't know if it's still same, on there, but same. I I don't think it is. I, I I do know it did move to Shutter though. So if you do have Shutter, you can check it out there. Okay, but it's called To Hell and Back, uh, the Kane Hodder documentary. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Actually, most of the horror documentaries you can find are pretty pretty good. So yeah, if if you're into documentaries and want to learn more, that's one way to do it. So, but that's uh really good. I'm really looking forward to this. Like I said, I think it's gonna be just as good as the Kane Hodder documentary. Yeah. Just based off of what we're seeing so far. So very, very exciting. But from there, that's kind of all that we had for news uh, for tonight. We'll be back for next week for more, but on to remix. We are talking about the remakes that we love and why we love them. And then, as I said, next week we'll be covering the remakes that we hate, which I have a lot to say about a lot of them. So get ready for uh, explicit tirade on my part because I've got <laughs> a lot of shit to say about the ones I hate. So, I can't wait. But that's coming next week. <laughs> I can't wait. That's coming next week. <laughs> Anyways, so let's talk about the remakes that we love. Um, why don't you go ahead and start us off here, Ted? Well, I think Ghostbusters 2016. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I almost had a heart attack. There, honestly, <laughs> I thought you were for a split second. I'm like, what? Wait, wait a second. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't even watch that piece of crap even for free. All right. Well, I put. We didn't really set down rules for any of this, so I just made rules for myself. Of course, I had to, you know, forget reputation. I have to have watched it, and I have to have liked it. Essentially, that's it. And if it was a movie that actually was, uh, like, a piece of written um, literature, I don't count it as a remake, so that's why I don't have John Carpenter's The Thing or Village of the Damned, because both of those were a short story and a novel, respectively, so you can have different adaptations from the same literature source, but they're not necessarily a remake of each other. So I don't consider those tr true remakes, you know, essentially. So um, that's why I won't see the John Carpenter movies on here. Or otherwise, my list would just be very, very um, predictable. <laughs> right. So um, I'm going to start off here. Just I'm going to go in order of release years. 
And I will start off with uh, The Blob, 1988. Fantastic remake. Um, I love uh, just updating the classic Steve McQueen movie up to the 80s. And I love Shawnee Smith and Kevin Dillon's character. I love the small town atmosphere. I mean, it, it's pure Americana. You get that, you know, you got you got the big football game coming up. You got, you know, the cheerleaders practicing out on the field. And, um, you know, very just, you know, very uh, small town. I wouldn't say small town. I'll say it. Small town American. And you got this blob coming in and just eating people up. And the government's involved. And this is one of the few horror movies too, where, you know, like the, the friend of Shawnee Smith's little brother, he gets killed. So, you know, it's like one of the few movies where you see a kid get killed and very gruesomely, yeah. I might add when he gets, cause when the blob kills you in this movie, it's horrifying and you're like melting and all this. <laughs> and you know, it's great special effects. Chuck Russell did a great job with this movie. Yep. Of course, I mean, he did Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He did Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's he's a good director for that type, for, you know, for this genre of horror, uh, sci-fi slash action. But the Blob remake from 1988 is fantastic. I highly recommend that. Uh, the next one on my list is Not of This Earth from 1988. Um, this was directed by okay. this was directed by Jim Wynorski. It's a remake of the Roger Corman movie from 1957 of the same name. Right. And um, right. it's just a fun movie. It's it's the same story as the original. You've got this alien from another planet whose planet is dying and they need human blood to help, you know, cure this disease on their planet. But Jim Wynorski is Jim Wynorski, and so he adds... Tracy Lords, <laughs> I think it's like her first legitimate role after all the the mess that she went through in the eighties, and right. and um, Roger Corman produced it, of course, and it it's it's the same movie, but it's just you know, like I said, upgraded to the eighties, same story, very fun, a lot of beautiful women. <laughs> you can't you can't deny <laughs> the beautiful <laughs> women. It's Jim Wynorski. Um. And the interesting part about this movie is it got made because Roger Corman made a bet with Jim Wynorski saying, I bet you couldn't remake this movie in less than 12 days. Well, Jim Wynorski won that bet. He filmed the movie in 11 and a half days. So he was... That's great. He, he, he did. He won the bet. It's great. It's a great story. Um, very fun movie. Shout Factory, just like The Blob. Shout Factory released uh, The Blob on Blu-ray. This movie's on DVD from Shout Factory. It's a great transfer. I highly recommend it. It's very fun. Um, no complaints whatsoever for me. And so, let's see. Next on my list, <clears throat> Not a Living Dead from 1990. Yep. Directed by Tom <laughs> I figured you'd have that on your list, probably. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, great updated remake a great updated version of the original uh, George Romero wrote the script Tom Savini directed um I love this movie basically even though it's basically the same story I love it because Barbara is an actual character now that's not just catatonic she's not yeah. you know, she's not just sitting there going Johnny's gonna be waiting for me we have to find Johnny she becomes like Ellen Ripley and she's just like you know what these zombies are slow. Fuck this shit. Yeah, she's like, these zombies are slow. We can just run right past them. We can walk right past them and nothing will happen. And then um, you got Tom Towles as, you know, Harry Cooper. 
and then Tony Todd, yep. the man Tony Todd, as yes. as Ben, as the best part of this movie, yes, I think, is Tony Todd. Freaking perfect casting for this movie was Tony Todd. And then you have like the special effects were fucking amazing for this. Movie they too. they were they were really good. I love the scene when Barbara's breaking down towards the end. She's just pushing that zombie away constantly and crying, and the zombie's like carrying a. Wasn't she carrying like a doll or something or a teddy bear? I think so. And she's just yeah. like, <laughs> and Barbara just keeps pushing her. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Part it's sad, but at the same time, you're kind of laughing too because it's like, right. <laughs> why, why are we letting these zombies overrun us when they're nothing? We could just shoot them in the head and be done with it. It's all about people. Exactly. It's all about people not being able to work together. And I always love that about Romero's <clears throat> zombie movies. Um. So yeah, Not a Living Dead, nineteen ninety. Check it out if you haven't. Highly recommended. Great remake. Uh, next one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, two thousand three. I th- yes, I love this remake. I just like the other ones on my list. I think it's a great remake. It's um, it's not an update because it takes you know it is a straight remake. It takes place in the seventies. I like how it starts with the hitchhiker. The, except in this one, the hitchhiker is a a victim who apparently got away, but she's so traumatized. She ends up committing suicide in their van. Then the, yep. then the teens, you know, they stop in the town and everything just hits the fan. Arlie Ermy is perfect as, as Hoyt. Um, fuck yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he had better, he had more time to shine and he made this movie. He, he had more to do in the prequel, the beginning, which I like also, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw is great. Uh, Jessica Bill, who, I'm not the biggest fan of, but I think she did a fantastic job in this. I think everybody did a fantastic job in this movie. She looked great in the movie, too. <laughs> you just like that butt just shot. Just saying. You just like the butt shot. <laughs> How can you not? How can you not like that butt shot? <laughs> I say this is the only remake that Michael Bay had any involvement in that actually turned out well. <coughs> I mean, well, I I forgot. Didn't didn't they do Friday the 13th remake? Michael Bay? Yep. Produ- okay. Platinum Dunes, yeah. Platinum Dunes, okay. Well, okay, this is not the only remake that turned out fine, but I think this is a better remake out of the two. Um, Leatherface is pretty terrifying, in my opinion, in this one. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got a big, hulking guy. I mean, right there equals this guy can overpower me and mess me up. So, <laughs> yeah, it takes a chainsaw 2003. I think it's great. I highly recommend it. Uh, next on my list is Not of the Demons 2009. This okay. This is a fun remake. I love the original from 1988. The director of the original, who also wrote the third movie, he is one of the producers of the remake. Um, this movie takes place in uh modern times, and it's about these people trying to throw a party to earn money. And it's in the you know the house where the demons are and stuff hits yep. stuff hits the fan. It starts Edward Furlong um, and um, I can't remember her name now. The the girl from Freddy vs Jason, the main girl, Monica Kina. That's it, Monica. There you go. She okay. um, there they star in this remake. Um, it has a different story to the original, um, but that's fine because it adds something new to it. And it's just, it keeps the spirit of fun in it. Linnea Quigley has a cameo at the beginning wearing the pink ballerina outfit. <laughs> it's great. It's great because these, you know, it's it takes place on Halloween night, just like the original, but 
these kids are trick or treating, yep. and she's dressed up in that, and she's still bent over. <laughs> it's, it's just a great little throwback to the original, her role in the original. So it's a great cameo. That's great. I believe Tiffany Shepis has a small role in it at the beginning too. I, it's been a while since I sat and watched it, but it, yeah, it's yeah, it's been a long time. But it's it's a real fun remake, and I just like now this Earth, I just had a blast with it. <clears throat> and then my last on this list. I will put uh, Maniac from 2012, the Maniac remake starring Elijah Wood. Okay, um, yeah, I think it's good. Uh, you have it's different um, where you have the POV um, shot for the whole movie, so you're seeing everything through Elijah Wood's eyes, and um, I found that really interesting to do that through the whole movie. And um, yeah. the ending I wasn't too keen on, but the rest of the movie's fine. I mean, you know, you got guy killing people again dealing with the mannequins um if he can if he can track it down somewhere i say you know do it because it's not a bad movie it's not my favorite it's not my favorite remake but it's definitely not a bad remake so the those are that's my list those those six are my list right there all right sounds good all right well for my list i'm gonna actually start off with one that you may have missed or may have forgotten about Mm -hmm. um but at least i thoroughly enjoyed it uh, Child's Play. Yeah, that's a good one. From from last year. Uh, that one I really enjoyed. I, I, I like the way that they went with it. Mark Hamill did really well playing the creepy version of Chucky with his voice and whatnot. I, it, I thought it was really well done. Um, very polished. Very good. Like, the movie moved along really nicely, which was nice. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I, 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 I like that they did more of an animatronic version of Chucky kind of like you know what they did back in the day yeah and it was nice that they didn't rely on like a lot of CGI and and all that bullshit which which was nice it was a nice refreshing take on it I believe uh, definitely and I uh, that's one I definitely thoroughly enjoyed especially more (coughs) recently um now I will go back and even though you you didn't include it I will include the thing because obviously it is technically kind of a remake of a thing from another world even though that's also based on that short short story but yeah. I, I i still consider it a, a remake uh i i love the atmosphere of the thing kurt russell as mccready is it's my favorite carpenter film. great i'll say that right oh, now definitely. it's my favorite of his entire filmography i love the thing it's probably like yep it's probably like my favorite movie of all time i just i love it the yeah. isolation the paranoia it's, it's, Oh yeah, the characters in it were spot on. The music kind of just setting that stage very minimalistic with the synth score that they had. Mm-hmm. But it really kind of played into that sense of dread. Um also you have like Keith David um you know as, as in there and whatnot. I mean just everything. The effects are just so spectacular as well and they still even hold up for the most part to this day which is amazing almost 40 years later yeah the special effects in that movie are better than half the shit that's still (laughs) you know coming out today that's all cgi so i mean that really shows you that practical effects really are fucking amazing it's the way to go man so definitely actors have something to act you know they have something to act towards they have something to see (laughs) that's right in front of them they can (laughs) act and you know actually respond correctly <laughs> instead, right, of, lo- exactly. instead of looking at nothing <laughs> or 
or looking at a blue screen, green screen, whatever. It's just, man. Yep. Definitely. And you already touched on Night of the Living Dead from 1990. I I don't know what what more I could really say about it. Tom Savini did an amazing job Mm -hmm. with it. The direction, the, the feel of it. It was definitely more of an updated version of the original, and I like how they changed the ending just enough, and it just made it feel feel fresh and new. And you know, the, obviously the the direction with Barbara was was great, definitely a better take than what they did with um, the you know the '60s version of it. Oh, I forgot to mention. Original, we forgot, so. I forgot to mention Bill Mosley as um, Johnny. Yep, Johnny <laughs> in the beginning. Yep. That was great too. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Definitely. The gore in the movie was fantastic, as always. So uh, everything about the 90 Night of the Living Dead was was amazing, in my yeah. in my opinion. Um, now, kind of from there, let's see. We talked about Night of the Living Dead and The Thing. Kind of after that, uh, Texas Chainsaw, like you, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Can't really say much more about that either, so I won't spend more time. Arlie Ermey, obviously, is the highlight of that movie, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. with regards to this movie. Definitely well worth they having him in that movie. It was the right choice to get. Uh, after that, I actually really enjoyed Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, I thought it was like a good choice with the way that they went with it. I, I like the fact that even though I'm not a big fan of the fast moving zombies, I thought it worked really well for this version. Yeah. And um, I mean, it, it, it was like Dawn of the Dead just on steroids. Speed. Yeah, it's like steroids, <laughs> you know? like what I always say. <laughs> all all coked up that's, i mean it was great that's how i say like halloween 4 is halloween just injected with steroids friday the 13th right. friday the 13th part 2 is just friday the 13th but injected with steroids yep so yeah yeah that, that's I, another I like with this one go ahead i'm sorry no that's, that's sorry go ahead and finish no, i was just saying Donald the dead's a great remake um I, the reason i didn't put it on my list is just because i figured somebody would have on their list i tried to keep things as different as possible but that's why but yeah that's a good movie okay. that, that's one of be- Zack snyder's best movies yeah it, it really was and it's i think it's his top movie yeah. honestly per- personally from what you know what we've seen <laughs> the ones i've seen this yeah i i think it's his best movie and also with this the the gore effects were fucking amazing they they did have some uh, CGI, but even with that, it wasn't as noticeable because they still had a lot of practical effects that they they did with this movie. And yeah. I, I liked watching when I first got it the behind the scenes stuff because they they talked a lot about the effects and whatnot, and getting to see how they did a lot of the effects was <clears throat> kind of cool. And honestly, the zombies in this just look fucking terrifying, which kind of sold it even more for me because i've i've always loved the zombie genre mm-hmm. and like i said even though i'm not a big fan of the fast moving zombies and i don't consider 28 days later zombies i think they're infected people yeah it's not, not those zombies. aren't zombies i don't know why people must swear up and down yeah. they're zombies they're not it's called a, it's <laughs> a not. rage virus they're raging it's yep. it's, it's like rabid anyways, dogs it's not freaking zombies 
Yeah. But yeah, overall, I, I thought the, the gore in this was very well done. It was a lot of blood. There was a fuck ton of blood in this movie, which I, I thought was great, too. Very, 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 very well done. Um, after that, I would probably go with... Um, Now, I was debating putting this one on the list, but I did really enjoy it, was uh, My Bloody Valentine. See, I still haven't seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen the remake yet. I I liked it, and I wouldn't... It's definitely not better than the original yeah. by any stretch of the means. I still think the original is the better of the two movies, Original, but it was a, a lot of fun. Exactly. Be my Valentine. I, right. <laughs> I just thought this one was a lot of fun because they really played to that 3D aspect when 3D was big, yeah, which made it fun. It, it was a fun one to see in the theater, I, I think. And plus, I mean, you had the stash in it. Fucking Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins makes every fucking movie better. <laughs> it's the stash, man. So having him in it was, like, the best thing I love thing Tom ever. Atkins. <laughs> so so I, I, I do highly enjoy... My Bloody Valentine uh, 3D. So that, that that one was a lot of fun. After that, Friday the 13th remake. Absolutely loved it. I think it had everything you could possibly want from a Friday the 13th movie. It had the look of Jason, which was amazing. I loved the mask in that. I, I love that they used both masks, both the cloth mask and the hockey mask. And I thought the hockey mask was probably the best looking hockey mask out of all the movies personally I, th- I thought it just looked great i liked how grimy and just kind of worn it looked yeah and then on top of that you had jason fast moving again he wasn't zombie jason anymore because obviously it's a remake I-, I i've always liked fast moving jason better i thought it is so much more menacing and so much scarier you know having him running versus him slowly walking and then just basically teleporting you know, yeah. to, to wherever these people are running away from. So I thought that was great. I, I like the humor in the movie. I know a lot of people shit on the humor. I thought the humor was pretty well placed. I think there was a few times where it got a little over overboard, but at the same time, I've always liked it when the Friday the 13th movies had that humor injected into it. It's, you know, even looking back to my favorite of all time, Jason Lives, and how yeah. that was kind of a, a lot like a dark comedy. Um, and I liked how the, the humor was in, injected into that movie very much so. And so this one, it felt good having, you know, the, the humor in there as well. And overall, I, I just think it was a very fun, fun movie. The kills were amazing. I, I just liked everything about this movie. And I, I know I tend to be kind of in the minority with that. And I, I know Mark is kind of there right there with me, but <laughs> I just think it's a fun Friday movie. And it's one of my favorite out of the franchise. So I think Derek Mears that's is why great I have that on my list. as Jason overall. Derek Mears is oh, fantastic. Agreed. He's the best thing. In I think he's movie. one of the better Jasons. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that too. He is one of the better Jasons. And so, yeah. So Friday the 13th is definitely high on my list for favorite remakes. And then probably the last one on my list, and this is the one that I I actually prefer this over the original, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely love the crazies. (laughs) I think the crazies was the perfect remake that actually trumped the original. And I'm not saying I hate the original because I actually do love the original, but at the same time, the original crazies is 
in my opinion, just a little boring. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it really injected the horror aspect into it that was kind of lacking in the original Romero film. I, I, I think everything with regards to the setting in the small town in Iowa, uh, Timothy Olympian uh, playing the, the sheriff who's just trying to keep his family together and his friends and trying to escape the town. The people actually, you know, drinking the water and losing their fucking minds. I just kind of the makeup that they did with it and how they acted. It was just so fucking scary. I mean, it was so, so good. And there's a lot of tension in the movie, which I really liked. And honestly, with the movie, it moved at a really, really nice pace, too. It didn't feel like it was too long of a movie, but it also didn't feel like it went by too fast. I think it was kind of just the perfect amount of time and a perfect the perfect amount of story yeah. and I, I i just think everything with that movie in my opinion was just perfect and i think it just made it better than the original and i may be in the minority with that but i i, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the crazies and it's definitely one i highly suggest for anybody who hasn't seen the remake and has seen the original to at least check it out once you may not like it more than the original like me but I still highly suggest to check it out because I think it's a great movie. I still need to check out that because that's a remake I haven't seen either. Okay. Yeah, I highly suggest. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Like the remakes that I haven't that's seen, great. I mean, I haven't seen the My Bloody Valentine, Last House on the Left, Crazies. Those are remakes I mm-hmm. haven't seen, but I'm interested in seeing. I just haven't gotten around to it yeah. <laughs> these past 10 years. Um. Evil yeah. Dead, I'm kind of interested in as a remake to watch, but at the same time, I don't, you know, really feel the need to. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see like what they right. did differently, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, I'm happy with the three movies. And actually, you know, one TV show I do like is Ash vs. Evil Dead. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite our conversation Agreed. at the beginning. But yeah, those those are, right. those are those are remakes that I need to sit down and watch, but I just haven't yet. <coughs> I hear that's you. a good list. I like your list. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, I I honestly I forgot about Evil Dead. That would have probably been on my list, but I mean I've I've got <laughs> enough. Sean on here hates anyways. that movie. But <laughs> Sean hates the. Evil. Oh, I loved it. I fucking loved it. I, he doesn't like I, the. I think it's great. I, he says something about you know the the drug addict angle or whatever. <laughs> I, I oh. guess that's why they're in the cabin to help her help somebody get off drugs or help the girl get off drugs or something, right? Yeah, okay. to help her kind of get clean. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. That was it's kind of a small subplot. It didn't really take anything away yeah. for me. So I mean, but that's that's all going to be per- personal preference. Yeah, honestly, I thought everything with the movie was great, and that would be like an honorable mention for me. Uh-huh. Would be uh, the Evil Dead remake, and then yeah, like Dawn of the Dead would definitely uh, Last be, House on the Left would be an honorable. How was that remake? Was that a pretty good remake too? I I thought it was pretty good, yeah. honestly. Um, I I liked it. I uh, it had Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad in there, mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of a nice touch. Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was a fairly solid movie it's not i don't think it's better than the original yeah but i, I think it was pretty good you know for what it another was. it's actually one i liked a lot and because that one i've been interested in seeing too and another honorable mention i would throw in there is the remake um of i spill on your grave not as good as the original okay. in my opinion but i still think it's a good a decent enough movie um yeah 
<clears throat> Sean, Sean and I talked about that movie a couple of times over the years, and uh, we, we kind of have the same agreement that it got a little too uh, Saw-esque with the traps she sets for her rapist, but... um. Cause like, cause okay. like in the original, she just basically goes after them. She'll like seduce them and then kill them. Like that one guy in the original, she's they're like in the bathtub and then she yeah. cuts off his you know that made me cringe. Cuts off his new or what? Locks him in the bathroom <coughs> and him screaming. She turns on the record. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> yep. But in like the remake, she sets like these elaborate traps for them, and it really feels like saw <laughs> but still <laughs> but the, but it's still a good remake though okay well, that's yeah that's one i still haven't seen yet so i i, I gotta check that one yeah, out I, I recommend if you like i spit on your grave definitely check out the remake okay i'll check that out but uh that's kind of our list uh we would love to know what you guys think you know what remakes do you guys like what remakes do you not like we'll definitely be talking about that next week but feel free to let us know. You can always reach out to us on our social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Once again, all of them are at CLS Podcast. But until next week, we do appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. And Ted, do you have any final words of wisdom as we leave? Ah, just that, uh, not really words of wisdom. Just we're going to miss you, little Richard. We're going to miss you badly, buddy. You know. Be up in the sky singing Tutti Frutti. We'll be listening, buddy. Rest in peace. Amen. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. (laughs) 